Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th. Oh, praise us for we are about to embark in dark deeds around black coffee. Oh. oh man! Yeah, yeah. Feel free to keep the flashlights oh, on okay, so we can see your faces. Right. We're we're trying something new. Yep. <laughs> Welcome. Sleep sleepover. Yeah. Oh, really goes on. Galileo. <laughs> oh man well uh this is uh season two of kofo live and undead nice and uh thanks so much guys for coming out this is jim norris and yeah. matt megacy oh, oh yeah yeah of uh muni information yeah. cafe in, in the uh, basement in the basement the, the, Locker. That's right. the podcast studio where no one returns oh <laughs> Oh, thanks so much, guys. You for the last for the last year, you guys have been hosting us, putting up with our shenanigans every third Wednesday of the month. Yep. Thank you so much. Don't say Jim. I'm I'm gone by then. (laughs) You know to to vacate, right? (laughs) Yeah. Get get the fuck out. Dan's here. Shit. Shit's going down. (laughs) We love it. Yeah. I love all the horror stuff. And, you know, anything you've been involved with is pretty great. Yeah, thanks so much. You know, and and uh, as some of the people out there know, Kofo uh, is Colorado Festival of Horror. We're getting ready for our first year event. We still have uh, open table submissions, so go to our website and uh, click under community, and you'll see uh, vendors and artists. Um, and then we also have uh, volunteers. You know, uh, th- those forms are up there. Um, same same area. We got ours filled out over the weekend. Yes, yes, we saw that. We, you know, we're so looking forward to having Mutiny there. Yeah, we're stoked. We're yeah, stoked. it'll be fun. We always That's like right doing yep. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. So, how the heck are you guys doing? Great. Good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Twenty nineteen was awesome. We're looking forward to twenty twenty. It's going to be a tumultuous year, but we're up for that. So February second is going to be our seventh anniversary. Is it? Our, we're starting our eighth year. Yeah. Nice. So. Congrats. Yeah, that's Holy a big cow. one. It went by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have an age. I've cracked. Well, they say Matt don't crack. <laughs> That's true. Matt certainly <laughs> doesn't. Crack. You always got a nice welcome home to print on you. So we thought we'd play around and, and turn out the lights and, and do do like silly campfire lens flare stuff and, and all this J.J. Abrams, you know, odes to uh, <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Return the map! Return the map! <laughs> Do you have clean underwear on? <laughs> oh, man. So, now, you guys, your, your partners, you've been friends for quite a long time, yep. right? Yep. How far back does that, that go? 93. 93, yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. We started working at the same coffee shop together way back when. No kidding. Yep. There was a time before Starbucks. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, it, I'm i not old enough to remember. It's pretty amazing. We had a really a cool thing going on. You know, there was a lot of independent coffee shops. The boys that influenced us were like, you know, Muddy's around the time, Paris on the Platte. 
that was pretty groovy. Nice, yeah. And the, the company that the, the company that we worked for was a company that had scattered out Starbucks and ripped off their ideas blatantly. Wow. It just changed the color pattern, you know. So everything was looked just like Starbucks did in '93. Yep. But with the color pattern of like a brass. It was like a brown brass, yeah. black it was, and white. It was great. They approached it really seriously. Yeah. Right? One kind of cool guy, one kind of fucking douchebag asshole guy. <laughs> yeah. They approached coffee and it, like the train, like Matt and I had a employee meeting today. We talked about a training program we had, mm -hmm. and it was fantastic. So as you know, we, we were doing zines at that time. That was probably the yeah. more important part. But you know, we also do the coffee. So and that kind of passion, you know, led us to here. Yeah. Right. Because we were doing a zine and we were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had our own coffee shop? Or yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if we had our own bookstore or stuff like that? And, you know, that set the, the little seed growing or whatever. And But it, you know, it was the zines and the coffee, and those are two things that we like. And now was, we're yeah. selling the hell out of them. So. Yeah, you guys uh, seem to be killing it. Like, this is uh, – like, when everybody, whenever anybody refers to Mutiny Cafe, I always refer to it as my, my home away from home. Yeah. It's my second home. Um, Ours too. Sometimes it's been like that. Yeah. There's a shower here. <laughs> yeah. Just oh. my, it's my mailing address. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, who's over there? Hold on. Let me go investigate. Let me go investigate. Oh, it's fucking gremlins. Oh, no. No. It's okay. It's okay. We. We got everything ready for Gremlins 2. All right. Or 3. 3, yeah, because I forgot. There's the new batch. You know, that oh, that came out in 1990. It's amazing how bad it was. It was as bad as Gremlins 1 was good. Right. I still like them both for, yeah, for completely yeah. different reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, you know, the first Gremlins was I've been, I've been more working my daring. way back through the Return of the Living Dead series again. Because mm -hmm. I didn't realize that they had gone up to, like, what, five or six on that series? Right, right. Because number one, there was a lot of it. Just, it was great. Oh, the soundtrack was awesome. Dan O'Bannon uh, wrote and directed that. Yeah. The writer of uh, Alien. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, Linnea Quigley was in that one. Yep, yeah. That was the first time I'd ever seen uh, Brett, are we movie. getting Linnea? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> she wants to come. Oh, that's okay. You can you can say yeah, that stuff on here. I've not seen Return of the Living Dead. I've not seen Return of the Living Dead. No kidding. No kidding. I know what we're doing one night. We're hosting a, a Return of the Living Dead screening here, specifically for Matt. Coho will, will uh, you know host it, which basically means this dipshit. It's great punk rock movie. Great soundtrack. Yeah, it's got you know the way punk rockers looked at that time, and. You know, gross metal. I would think too. It would also be like a nice precursor to Shaun of the Dead yeah. in terms of tone. Yeah, because okay. it, it was super humorous. Yeah. There's guys that a couple of long uh, character actors that you'd recognize in it. Uh, well, you'd recognize them. I can't think of their names offhand. Yeah, there's there's a number of recognizable faces, but I uh, except for Lene. Yeah. Um, she doesn't doesn't I mean doesn't look at all like she looks in any of the other eighties slasher movies. Right, right, right. She's got a wig on and she wears like a like a cod piece to make it look like she was shaved. She's kind of uh, you know, a mixture of like a David Bowie and Kiss groupie. It's like a Merkin. Yeah, yeah. A reverse yeah. Merkin. A reverse Merkin. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's <laughs> It's, it's great to, to kind of geek out on, on this stuff. I love this is it. what we get to do all the time, though. It's great. I mean, it's like, you know, you have people, you listen to over here, people having serious discussions about 
you know, the power of Galactus or... Mm-hmm. We were so talking about uh, whether or not giant creatures like Godzilla could actually exist in our atmosphere the other day. Right, okay. Because, you know, underwater they're fine because they're buoyant and they don't have that pressure going on their lower extremities. Okay. You know, but if they're big giant on land, that, you know, that pressure could destroy their ankles. Yeah. Right. right. On, on, on top of everything else, every right. other joint probably. Right, and then tanks. Yeah. Constantly firing at them. Yeah. 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 Jet fighters. Yeah. yeah. Where's it done? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, so basically, you know, that, that would be the, you know, the, the pressure. I, I would imagine that, you know, they just by themselves can hold up their own weight no matter what. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like giant, huge, fat people. If you're over 700 pounds, you're probably not walking. Right, right. But you, you look at something like an elephant, you know, on land. That was my argument. Close that I think that they could probably do all right because their bone structure and density is probably designed for that kind of thing. Well, right. By the ultimate designer, whoever that is. Right, right. Uh, you know, what, what was that from? Intelligent Ola? design. Oh. Oh, oh, well, in Pacific Rim, they talk about how the, the guys on the other side. Oh, the side, like, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're all kaiju. They're That's all kaiju. true. That's true. That's true. Well, and those those come from a, a different, uh, um, you know, dimension right. altogether. So that you know might be a different uh, different atmosphere. Right. It's, Maybe not the different uh, laws of physics, but you know, right. it could be something manipulated there. Who knows? Um, but but then gravity. But then, you know, uh, but this is what we like do that. every day. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, when I want to get a job, yeah. Brett, you're working with me, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this. You're gonna fucking hate me. That's okay, right? You're not driving anywhere. You should have brought Jeannie. She gonna drive. <laughs> Oh man. So um so yeah, so you guys were you know, doing the coffee, doing the, the zines back in the nineties, the early nineties. Yeah. Back before uh you know, Starbucks and all that jazz. And were you able to continue doing the, the zines, you know, that, that written that underground written word? We did it for like three or four years. Yeah, we could, we did like thirteen issues and then we kinda like didn't have time or energy had a kid they get on with stuff. But we were Matt was doing his own little Personal zine. I was doing cool. a personal zine. Messing around with different stuff and different formats and, you know, pirating colored copies from work and uh, putting them together. And they show up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. People will come in with a box of stuff and be like, hey, uh, you know, I found this box in my mom's wow. attic or whatever. And somebody will come in with a the. Yeah, that was the one that. that, wow. that was the one That's going to be so cool. It is see, cool. See your old. Well, now we sell, we've word. sold we've sold more issues of those than we ever sold ever. Mm-hmm. We only had like w- one copy that we had a bunch of, so we've, we've maybe recouped our money. <laughs> that's what tagged us the first part. Is that you know we're more as, as, as into the aesthetics of things. And didn't want to ask people for money. Yeah, you know, like salespeople, and then you could never have salespeople get on your same level. But oh. eventually, we learned that we could take one of those little blue boxes home with us. Mm-hmm. And so we figured out how to gorilla, you know, we would, cause at Kinko's, yeah. the way that they counted how many copies you made is you put a little a blue box into the thing, the yeah. key card or whatever. Yeah. And it would tell them how much to charge you. Okay. So we would take it up to say, we would tell them, Oh, we only did like 20 copies. Yeah. Okay. And then we would walk home with 20 issues of the yeah. Or yeah. 30, 40, 50 issues of the, which were eight pages or no, 16 pages each. And, uh, you know, so nice. we made a few more. And then, but we, like his Jim said, we didn't sell them. Yeah. We put them out 
now we have you know dozens of different zines upstairs that would sell yeah. between a dollar to I've seen some of them as high as like twenty five dollars, yeah. and then some kids are getting really experimental and they're getting like different type of papers for the outside. Some feel like rubber on the outside, or mm-hmm. some are like clear mylar, and they're charging like five dollars for these things. And I'm like, the paper alone's got to be that. But they're like, I just want to pay for the materials and get the story out there that I want to do. Mm. And that's that's the beauty of it is they right. just, they want to relate stories and yeah. we want to give them that that yeah. uh, channel to get that stuff out there. So that that's that's a you know great way to you know to convey you know their art and, and their their messaging. Um, and uh, you know also kind of you know reminds me of uh, like uh, you know just different tribes you know communicating you know throughout the generations mm-hmm. you know. Their different stories, and then every every generation having their own take. Um, you know, zines being like one of those generational things. But but then again, stuff like that has been going on. You know, at least since the the beginning of uh, you know the twentieth century. You right. know, you've got you know all kinds of little mini booklets and, and things like that 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 anybody was was making on the fly. Mm-hmm. Even look at the like Robert Crumb. You know, creating and, and guys like that back in the sixties. Tijuana Bibles back in the forties right. and fifties. Well, before. one of my favorites is Super Little, Little yeah. Richard's Almanac. Oh, okay. Ben Franklin. Poor Richard's, like, Poor Richard's Almanac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little Richard. <laughs> he might have done something. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows He's Little pretty Richard. versatile. <laughs> but I mean, he would do like a little booklet, like you're talking about. Yeah. He would pass it around, and it would have like little tidbits of stories and information. Yeah. That were pertinent to people at that time. Yeah, and, yeah, and it wasn't expensive to pick up. He probably gave it away for free. Yeah, and it, what endeared him to Americans, and he was considered founding father, and he was cons- he's on money, but he wasn't a president. Right. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's one of the few people that's on money that's not, a, not president. a president. Yeah, him and Ben Franklin. Who's talking about Ben Franklin? Who did I say? Uh-huh. Little Richard. <laughs> they're interchangeable let's let's be fair you know each Poor one of them richard. like to fly kites Poor little richard from a strong family i love it i love it when these things derail uh as they should yeah um yeah, along with this too, it doesn't come to mind. But um, is there like a, any zine that's more specific uh, to genre that you know of out there? Oh, um, I think that's pretty much the the beauty of it all. They're all super like you know either super personal or tend to be zoned you know right mm, to it. Right. We just got a oh, that uh, what a skill shot. Skill shot. Seattle. Yeah. It's all just a pinball zine, nice. and I kind of watched that one go from a small one to a bigger you know bigger format, glossy. And then you rewind, or you go back in time to when we were doing zines, and there was a one now called Multiball. Yeah. Oh, okay. it started off like a one sheeter, oh, nice. square like that, and then it got like that, and then it went to that. Ended up getting big, you know, regular, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know uh, flip side big. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Pinball's pinball's been a big part of our lives too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I know from doing, upstairs yeah. all of Ryan's gear. Yeah. Yeah. We have the, the horror house fest coming up too. Yeah. 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 That's on uh, March twentieth and twenty second, I believe. So, so March twentieth and through the twenty second. Through the twenty second. Okay, so did you guys hear that? March twentieth through the twenty second. Horrorhouse Fest, pinball tournament of death. At Mutiny. Defeat Winter. Yep. That's a that's the yep. theme. Yeah. Defeat wow. Winter. 
We'll, we'll post the video for it. Uh, okay. That Ryan's put together for it and everything. Like that, okay. So. Yeah, I'll I'll post it uh, later on here, and then uh, and yeah. then the, the the link to the the event page. Yeah, I think nice. he's usually pretty good about. He's really out. good about it. It's all yeah. It's all so he so back in the day we were doing the. There was the Hooligan magazine was out, and who there was one other zine that was out, kind of, but they had a pinball tournament at the Lions Lair. Oh yeah, and they mm-hmm. had maybe like two pinball machines there. But that's how we got to meet people like John Reedy and Aaron McCoolidge yeah. that were doing uh, the Hooligan. Jason Heller, yeah. Phil Lombardo yeah. were doing doing that uh, thing, and the Hooligan was a Denver little rag newspaper. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, and uh, they got advertisers to pay for all of it. Nice. And they would do great little stories about different stuff around town. And those guys rode scooters and everything. And that's kind of where I got into my scooters. Oh, you know, okay. Part of my life and stuff. But uh, that was really neat. Um, and and uh, so you just go to bars and you try and find pinball machines. Nice. And, and that memory for me is a real big one about, you know, the 90s and, and the zines and what we were doing is having that pinball tournament. Yeah, yeah. It was a fun one. And having all the, because the zine community was small then. Now it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, Denver can host a, a big zine fest, other, you know, festivals that revolve around that, small press things. Yeah, yeah. Denver uh, Zine Library is really yeah. taken off. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That was a little side story with that one. It's like I had an amazing collection of local zines that I kept for years, like, However, whatever year it is now, but mm-hmm. waiting for when the Denver Zine Fest opens, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're in the future. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Lens flare, lens flare, lens flare. Future. <laughs> we, we haven't had a lot of coffee. No, not, not at all. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to sleep anytime soon. No. <laughs> That's right. You're too fun. Saying about your zines and zine library. Oh yeah, and then like after a while, it was uh, you know after after Kelly and those guys, he took over and getting to meet him, and uh, they'd kept it going for so long. After seven years, I was like, all right, well, they're they're probably serious about it. Yeah, and they are, and now they're like thirteen years or something, right? Twelve years, which is an amazing feat for a zine library, you know. So yeah, we, we support them over over the top to put the time in and. You know, it's important. You know, you can watch for us getting positive feedback from the zine is like, you know, why I wanted to push, you know, writing farther and Matt doing art, all of us doing these creative things and being around creative people, you know, was because somebody said, hey, that was a cool thing you did. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I still remember for us, the app, the old St. Mark's was downtown. There wasn't too many hip spots, but, you know, when we actually took the time to print out a couple hundred copies of it, you know, we were worried about if we just set it out over there with a yell at us, you know, if we threw it away or they just go throw it away. We put our hard effort into it. Yeah. And how terrified we were of everybody to distribute it. Like, and then I think we ended up, you know, finally approaching Wax, wax Tracks to do consignment. Nice. Maybe sold a couple there. But, you know, the, for us to be able to return the positive vibes. So when kids come in, even, you know, if you mention you got a zine, it's like, hell yeah, we'll buy your zine, you know? Nice. It's all <laughs> basic parameters, you know, no misogyny, no hate, racism, right. you know, those yeah. easy things. Yeah, yeah, easy for any decent human being yeah. right. Right. to steer away from. Right. So, but, yeah. And, 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 yeah, through that great sense of, you know, connecting over the, the community and and the exchange of ideas. Yeah. That's that's the whole thing with, with mutiny is, you know, the dissemination, ah, dissemination of ideas, right, and information. Yeah, yeah, it's getting all the right people together in one spot. We're lucky enough to be able to have the books and art and comic books and comedy and music and yeah, literally every creative you know uh, genre we represent here in one spot. You know, so it's one of the few spots in the Denver.
part of the world where and and we're here in in the podcast studio yeah. where we're, we're basically doing some form of you know publication yeah. just just by you know recording the you know the audio or doing the the live video well, the streaming the flashlights came out it became a creative endeavor yes yeah yeah that's that's the only reason this is the first time this has ever happened right. yeah right. it's like ooh, yeah. let's get under the sheets yeah. what are you reading i'm reading star lord <laughs> <laughs> he's having sex with kitty pratt <laughs> you could but there was nobody doing podcast 15 maybe yeah 15 years ago maybe 20 years ago 15 years ago um 13 years ago, I was helping a couple of guys do a podcast. John uh, John Reedy yeah, from the Hooligan and his buddy uh, Colin Daniels do a podcast called South Stands Denver Fancast. Yeah. And it's all about Denver sports and Denver sports personalities and Denver TV uh, announcers and stuff like that. They were the first people I ever heard about doing it. They were doing it, and about two years after they were doing it, there was enough podcasters in Denver that Westward started doing a Webby Award and giving mm. out best podcast, best sports okay. podcast, best comedy podcast. Nice. There was a few other people that were doing it at that time. I think uh, Tyler Jacobson had one that he was doing. Um, there was a there was a guy that um, he was one of the owners of Tracks Two Thousand. I forget his name, but he was doing one on the Denver Nuggets. Okay. Um, there was a couple of funny people in town doing stuff about Denver. So it it, it started out, you know. Couple of guys, couple of couple of people getting around, a couple of microphones plugged into their computer and recording it, mm-hmm. and then putting it up there for people to download. Yeah. This is before Lipson was around, before Booberry or whatever it is, um, where you could actually upload your pods to a website that would give you actual data mm-hmm. on how many times it was downloaded and stuff. Yeah. And then now there's you know there's a several of those where you can go and you can upload. Just maybe you sitting in the back corner with a flashlight in your face and recording this. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's or you could do it on YouTube. Yeah. You, you got YouTubers all over the place now. My daughter doesn't watch TV. She watches YouTube. And she learns how to do makeup by watching YouTube. She learns how to sew mm-hmm. by watching people on YouTube. So it's, it's, it's turned into this totally different thing now. Right. Where people are passing around a lot of information for everybody to go and see mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily your normal channels like you go to the library and pick up a book on how to sew right you're watching somebody actually do it so you say oh i see what they're doing and mm-hmm. i know how what they're doing now and it's just passing along more information to the next person it's like zine culture yeah. Back, you know, oral. yeah yeah um yeah yeah i i go to youtube quite a bit you know if i need to it's like oh i need to learn some this level of electrical yeah. how do you wire this up i just changed the starter motor on my car by watching oh, a video oh that's YouTube. cool yeah nice yeah um i need to use it for that i use it for music <laughs> no. and weird stuff and cube videos c-o-u-b you guys ever watch that Mm-mm. what's that it's huge in Asia. It's like an app in Asia. It only records like 10 seconds, but you can do all kinds of editing, like mashups and funny stuff. Oh, what was like, that called? Vine? Well, Vine? It's like Vine, but this is like from Russia yeah. and Asia. Yeah. So it's like it's like Russian dash cams and oh, wow. uh, cosplay. <laughs> but it's only 10 second clips, so it's perfect. It's like, you know, that's my attempt to spend it anymore. Yeah. So I can laugh and watch it for hours. They drop a new one like every week, every two weeks, the best of Cube or Cow, whatever you say it. Oh, okay. And lots of stuff in Russian, so you can just laugh at like video game stuff where they're yelling at each other in Russian and dancing with guns. Nice. I highly recommend it. It's, oh man, you can I can watch it for hours, but it's not for you know, like easily offended, you know. Right, 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 right. So 
So, so I'm, I'm going to love it. You'll yeah. love it. Yeah, You'll fantastic. It. Not you, Brett. <laughs> Lens flare. <laughs> E.T., are you over there? <laughs> Do you need some more Reese's Pieces? Yeah, I'm having too much fun with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is easy. Look, follow the light. Ah, stop chasing your own light, you fucker. You can't take me anywhere. Nor should you give me free coffee. No. That's one of the benefits of having you around. Or no, that's like, <laughs> that's one of the benefits of me. <laughs> yeah. Love giving you free coffee. Yeah, it's like, but did you do things like this? You're a very creative person yeah, yourself. You always give yourself a little bit of credit there. You're a very creative person. I see you at places like you know doing things like Dink mm -hmm. and putting together the Horror Fest or the with Brett. Yep, and the others. And <laughs> the artwork that you do, I've I've not seen anything like that before. You know, I've seen pointillism and, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. But what you do with the lines and everything, oh, very, uh, it's fantastic. And to have someone like you come in and be able to work with you and everything has been very rewarding. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. Thank you. I, I, I've always enjoyed, you know, working with you. I've known Jim probably 10 years now yeah, since, yeah. since the old uh, Oriental theater days yeah. uh, when you would let us in on Saturday morning so we could practice OFM on the big yeah. stage and bring in our aerialists and everything. Yeah. You're one of so the first guys that we talk, I talked to about this idea. You know, you have introduced me to a lot of people that I deal with now, Lonnie, Charlie, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there was a bunch of people, you know, that yeah. I got to be through the, and the zine and, you know, you know that it would be feasible and that it is an idea that could have, mm. you know, that, so a decade later, you know, here we are. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it is feasible. Yeah. You know, because of just basically supporting other people and telling people that, you know, do a good job, keep it up. You know, it all benefits all of us in the long run, especially the Denver art scene now, watching it go from, you know, when we met 10 years ago to where it is right. now. A mural culture, right? That the city as a government and all the Karens and Chads also agree that public art is important, right? And it's very important. And guys that Matt and I supported way back when, when they were underground crew, are finally 20 years fucking later getting their due and getting money. You know, yeah. Duke, Jer, fucking uh, uh, Emmett, yeah, Emmett, fucking uh, Psycho. A bunch of people that are, uh, you know, Anthony, uh, Anthony uh, Garcia. Garcia you know, oh yeah, you know, great people. Gur, Josh Finley, you know, Mar Williams. Just these people that you know are able to, to create more and more and more because now that there's a culture that you know somebody realizes even a total just you know bro bar will hire you know a really amazing person to come and you know do a mural inside mm -hmm. their place. And, you know, this person could pay their rent. Yeah. another fucking two months on that idea yeah and that you know that this town you know once rent and things balance out and i'm hoping that they will it'll be a place that you know that the, the importance of art is instilled so people will be able to support and create in this city yeah i uh, i hope we get there soon well we'll see you know we'll yeah. see yeah. But, you know, you know, we just could go the other way. Yeah. You know, we just end sure. up being a super metropolis and we net no neurology the way it becomes terrible. Yeah, we were lucky enough to get this place right at the end of the recession. Yeah. So our rent was low enough. Yeah. And we had bought into the end of a three it was a five year lease and we bought into the last two years of it. Okay. And we bought it we got another five year lease with them. And we just negotiated another eight-year lease. Oh, wonderful! So we are about to celebrate February second. We're about to celebrate our, you know, having been in business for seven years, and we're going to be, you know, going for eight more. So we'll have fifteen years under our belt 
by the time we have to do our next lease. Yeah. Right. So who knows what's going to happen to the economy by then? Yeah. I mean, who knows what the world's going to be like in eight years? I mean, yeah, I yeah. the last four years has been crazy. Yeah. Right. The last seven years has been crazy, you know? So it's, it, it, who knows what will happen? But like Jim said, it's great to see. And what's what I'm very proud of is that we have the opportunity because we got such a good deal on our rent here mm-hmm. that we're able to buy a bunch of zines from a kid that comes in the door and it's like, Hey, I did this thing about hot dogs yeah. or uh, giving somebody like giving somebody the opportunity to sell their comic book here yeah. or their book. We had to get an account with Ingram publisher or distribution yeah, like, okay. because so many of our friends are putting books out now yeah. and that's the only place you can get them. Because oh, national distributed books like yeah. Heller, yeah. Jason Heller, yeah, uh, Adam Kate and Holland, you know, so possible Winterborn guy. Yeah, so these people are all Denver, Denver bred and raised. And their ideas and their arts and their pictures come from this this environment, you know. So yeah, you know, and watching it happen in our short seven year tenure is pretty amazing to see it happen, and that we become so sustainable as we are. Yeah, you know, we first opened, I sit for hours. I could play two, three games of chess without serve a cup of coffee. Mm. Yeah. But now it's it's busy it's all the time, and you know the, the books we get used are fantastic. Where the books we're ordering new are all specific to our audience, and you know what to what people want to read. It's been really fun. Yeah, you know? and as you mentioned, you you, you support a lot of local uh, you know talent too, yeah. like Hex Publishers, um, you know Denver Horror Collective, Press, you know they Suspect Press, yeah. Party. Yeah, there there's there's a a lot of a lot of talent here. Yeah, it's incredible. And and a lot of times too, this place gets uh, gets used as, or I shouldn't say used, uh, but that it becomes yeah you know, becomes like ground zero for utilized, it. utilized. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who's that fucker? Euthanasia. This one. <laughs> oh hey. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, with with that, like uh, you know, with with mutiny as it is and as you you were talking about you know you get to geek out and, yeah. and be fans of yeah. of you know all the art and all the culture so to, to kind of cue it back into horror stuff um what are you know, some of your uh, favorite uh, you know horror films or books that you might have grown up i know you you know matt you're you're a little bit more pop culture in terms of like superhero sci-fi t- type stuff but uh i know Jim here is kind of a connoisseur of just anything horror. Yeah, I love scary stuff. He's a little bit better about it than I am. I'm, I'm more monsters. Giant mon- monsters. Than like psycho killers and stuff like that. Oh, well, there you go. So, <laughs> I mean, Godzilla is always going to be you know, number one in my heart. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon is always one of my favorites. Ooh, there you I go. Know. It's one of Brett's. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I look at I look at monsters more and... Mm-hmm. and you know, you watch them be as corny as the original Gojira. Yeah. And, then, you know, nowadays you got Godzilla. And you watch them and you're trying to, like, figure out you know, how how much are they really pulling from the original source material. Mm. So, yeah. Um, Ultraman, like a lot oh, of, cool. like, uh, Japanese robot stuff. Yeah. That's not horror, you know. Godzilla was a horror movie. Right. The original Godzilla was a horror movie. The right. way that it, Japanese people took it and ran with it at that time. And it was this immense thing that was created by the devastation of the H bomb. Mm-hmm. And then they had to deal with, you know, we created this, this is our problem. You know, like the, uh, the blue oyster cult, you know, mm-hmm. Godzilla, yep. uh, yeah. shows a, or 
nature shows again and again the folly of men. Right. And so the, the humans have Amen. to deal with all that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and horror films are, are good for, you know, reflecting on the anxieties of the sure. culture. Yeah, and yeah. especially with uh, Gojira, um, you know, with Japan. Yeah. Well, an interesting thing that you brought up that I think a lot about when I now when I watch horror movies and stuff is the old grim fairy tales were used to deal with people that were psychotic at the right, time. Right. Mm-hmm. There's this crazy guy running around in the woods. It could you possibly see, be a human because right. no one would be do something so atrocious He's to another human being. Everything right. like that, and he only comes out when there's a full moon, and mm-hmm. you know, and he grabs little children and stuff like that. Uh, Those were all serial killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, you know, abduction, uh, kidnapping, sex trafficking, yeah, Stockholm syndrome. Right, all right. Yeah, it's terrifying to to see uh, Disney. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> no Disney. Yeah, not too big on that. No. Well, I'm definitely not. not, not they took not horror stories and made them mainstream. Right, right. Sleeping Beauty. Was, right. You know, it was yeah. a giant dragon yeah. that you know right. wanted to hide away the woman of the tower and everything. Yeah. Yet. Um, yeah. Little did uh, we know that that dragon would later on fuck a donkey. <laughs> oh, they're children. <laughs> donkey? My ass brings fire. <laughs> I have not seen any of the Shrek movies. No. No. Well, you know, you're no. not really missing much. Okay. <laughs> you're well, not really missing much. That, that, that was kind of my, sadly, that was kind of my perspective when it first came out. The yeah. trailers made me not want to yeah, see some, it. Some things you're just not missing. Hey, they're kids, man. They're, they're yeah. kids. They're for kids. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I recently um, uh, took my nieces and nephews. I mean, you guys have older kids, but, uh, you know, I'm just now, you know, getting initiated into this. Took my nieces and nephews to go see Frozen Two. Oh, so I won't do that stuff. Yeah, I uh, I hated the movie, but I loved the fact that they were enjoying themselves. Right, right. it was I've, fun to watch them, just not what was on screen. We tried as hard as I could with my son to know to do no Disney. So there's a lot of Iron Giants and the early Pixar stuff. Yeah, and then uh, you know we, we you know, took that road trip out to California to Disneyland and watching their eyes light up in the parade and stuff. It was like mm-hmm. it was a pure ch- you know child's moment. Right. But you know, try not to expose them to to too much of that stuff. You know, that's just indoctrination videos, but right, all right. candy shit, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's you know, why, it, why do you like what you like you said, you know, if it makes yeah. the kid happy, what's wrong with that? You know? Right. As culture progresses, you know, it's videos, how kids learn and communicate. And, when when I was a kid, right. Toxic Avenger made me happy. Yeah, that was a big influence. I remember that when that came out, you know, that turned me on to that, that next level B movie, you know, between mm-hmm. the Friday the 13th level and then the Lloyd Coffin was like, wow, that's a crazy discovery. <laughs> right, you know, right. You know. Yeah. The, the, those were what, Night Flight movies or mm-hmm. uh, oh, those were the, only the times I could see that stuff. Right? Yeah. I used to watch that, I think, with my dad on uh, USA Up All Night. There you go, USA Up All Night. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's the cause of, of all of this so you know me being the star wars or star trek or you know any of my my pop culture he introduced it to me first i don't know and, where i got mine from i didn't get you know my, my family's into scary stuff no yeah. was that just something you probably you know discovered well, i, I could just read anything up? you know my parents would let me read anything i grew up in the country but so mm-hmm. going to movies was hard but finding a book was a little easier you know? yeah so, i mean i remember reading salem's lot but i was mm. like you know 11 Scared the shit out of me. Remember nice. reading uh, The Shining? Totally scared the shit out of me. What else? 
with oh, Alien, you know, because Alien was huge when that came out in 1979. Yeah. You know, and everybody was talking about it. That was about junior high, maybe, for me. Right. But, you know, I found the book at the book club or whatever and read that. That was a great oh. one, too. So that was what Alan Dean Foster. Yeah. yeah. Which turned me on, on to some more of those. You know, Alan Dean Foster's an amazing writer and has an extremely prolific career, you know. Almost anything you pick up by him. You know, for well, three dollars at Beauty Information Cafe. Yeah, he would transfer a lot of screenplays yeah. into books. I yeah. think he did Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. He did probably like some Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. But he would take a lot of movies and turn them into the novelizations of the movie. Yeah. It sounds like you should have a, a, a section, you know, dedicated for him yeah. for like, you know, pick of the month. You have an R.A. Solve tour. Oh, okay. He did a lot of that kind of stuff too. Oh, interesting. And Rari Salvatore is famous for his uh, Icewind Dale series and Dun the Dungeons and Dragons. Dritz mm -hmm. Duradin, the Black Elf. Okay. Uh, he did a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I recognize the name, but I haven't read any of those. There you go. It's mostly now. Yeah, yeah uh, most of the days, you know, when it, when it comes to reading, it's, uh, it's mostly comics, and it's usually what my friends are putting out. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that, that. I mean, like, you know, I'll do nonfiction. You know, do something, a book about serial killers, Sons of Cain, I think. Mm, okay. Reading, uh, yeah, and that's it's it's the true life stuff that just terrifies yeah, me. Yeah, because so, it's like over the top. Right, right. I mean, it's like real. That's all the every movie you've seen, every slasher movie, horror movie, is from it's based on some sort of reality. Right. That makes it more scary. Yeah, you see so much uh, being based off of like Egg Game, so like Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. And and then other like remote incidents. H. H. Holmes has been a big one since White City. A lot that's on everybody's talk about. You know, he was the guy that kept the torture house at the Chicago World's Fair oh. in the century. Wow. They're, they're thinking he might be. You know, he was at, at the same time as uh, Jack the Ripper. He was over in England around the same time. We don't know exactly how many people he killed, but his house was like you know, it's that chamber of horrors that that like you know that you see in all the movies it's based on H. H. Holmes stuff. Wow. I am not familiar with that. Look, that's that's intense. Yeah, the White City by uh, Eric Larson is the book that came out. It was a bestseller for a while. It comes through, but goes really quick. Mm, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, interesting stuff. See the guy that wrote Thunderstruck? Is yep. that the book yeah, that wrote Thunderstruck? Yeah, just pull that aside. <clears throat> Wasn't there a film called Thunderstruck? Wasn't that with uh, Val Kilmer or something? Ooh. About Native American murder? Uh, not uh, Thunderstruck, Thunder but Heart. I know what you're talking about. It came out. Oh, Thunderheart. Yeah, okay. It came sorry, right out after D Doors, and everybody's like, oh, it's, it's the guy from The Doors. But yeah, then I watched it. I was terrified, too. Just to just to see this stuff happening on like reservations, yeah. isolated from everything yeah. else. It, that comic series Scalp is a great one. Okay. That's like all takes place on uh, reservations, and it's casinos and murders and uh, drug and alcohol addiction. And, you know, that there's good people out there trying to do the good things and, you know, fucking white guys messing shit up. It's a great series. We yeah. Can, we carry it here at Media Information Company. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a, recently, there was a film with uh, Elizabeth uh, Olsen and uh, Jeremy Renner just a few years ago about, uh, about uh, female abduction and, and uh, rape out on the reservation holy shit that was terrifying I I mean, and then uh yeah i took my 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 girlfriend um to go see the rape movie well i, I took her to go <laughs> see that early day he'll have eyes too it's right, right a 47 minute long rape scene you're gonna love it <laughs> it's shot by brian de palma <laughs> 16 gallons of blood per minute <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad I didn't see it with you. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, walk, I walked out of the hills that because of that. It was just too much. 
Uh, was it uh, the original? No, or? no, not the original. The remake. The remake one. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it was one or two. Whatever it was, that that rape scene was brutal. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. You had to film that shit. Ugh. I mean, imagine filming that. Yeah, it's pretty uncomfortable. And then, nope, that take didn't work. Let's do it again. So <laughs> it's yeah, it's interesting to see you know what what actors have to go through and have to endure, especially especially the horror movie genre. Absolutely horrible, horrible things for very little money and very little reward on it. Very few of these actors step up to the next scene. The first Friday the Thirteenth cast, there's a yeah. few, but in general, you know, Linnea Quigley had a career. A few of these people had a mm -hmm. career through it, but in general, man, it's one and done, man. You are right. gone, right, and right. But she been literally <laughs> shit on. You know, thrown off a building. Your lips were sewn to somebody's asshole. Yeah, man, oh, they yeah. tried yeah. out for that yeah. part. Human centipede. They tried out for that part. So that what's my bad. motivation here? Right. Yeah, suck. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to eat, I have to eat it out of the asshole. Are you yeah. sure I'm going to win an Academy Award for this? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, you're going to eat the vanilla <laughs> vanilla paste up front, right? Oh, right? Right? Oh. oh, God. How long do we have to stick to each other's? That was a little much. To, yeah. Never go ass to mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in regards to that, too, like, uh, there's, like, some dramatic pieces, too, where the actors and actresses have to go through really horrific things. Like, you know, very real. So, like, Last Tango in Paris, uh, the actress was... Uh, basically accused uh, Marlon Brando and the director of rape. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. and so that kind of ended That's her right. career. Uh, she, you know, she went on to do a couple things, but nothing as, you know, as well known as that film. And then, uh, like recently, I think there was, um, you know, The Warmest Color is Blue or something like that. It was based off of a graphic novel. There's, there's a lesbian scene where these two girls just go, uh, go at it. For like you know, it's like a ten minute long sex scene, and, and that's too long for me. Right, right, yeah, and it's I just need three like five minutes. minutes. Well, and, <laughs> and and they just you know they were they were forced to, to work it you know for like a week just to get get the scenes. So I mean it's it's pretty intense. They were not happy. Well, I guarantee it was yeah. a male director. And it was all those things. You know, so you know things things are changing rapidly, and for the past, I think. I, I'm looking forward to seeing a whole different take on horror, you know. Right. Something I, beyond misogyny and something be, where it's like that human condition stuff. I don't know if you guys saw Green Room with Patrick Stewart. Yes, yes. yes. Fantastic that, one. Wow. Terrifying movie. Right. Yeah, we're in the music business. That's kind of that's the kind of level that I've dealt with and I've been in those spots and I oh know my. that road they're driving on up there. Yeah. That, that was terrifying. That's acting and that's, you know, story because I think every, if we all have the same level playing field, which mm -hmm. we do as far as video and audio and recording and mystery and all those things. Story is the most important part of what's yeah. going to come out of it. Right. You know? So it, if we all have the ability to make it look like a, a you know, a first class, you know, 16 millimeter or whatever it is, 32 millimeter movie, then mm -hmm. people better be writing better stories. And right now, the right. better stories aren't coming from all the white guys that are on no. Hollywood. No. No. They, you know, the they, scariest stuff we've seen in the last what, uh, two years for me is Jordan Peele stuff. And, right. Yeah. You know, yeah, get out us. Yeah. I've had nightmares from both yep, films. Yep, yep. And just that it's the storyline that he drives. And right. it's like, you know, the human condition, how this person fits in or that person fits into this whole bigger mm -hmm. picture. Fascinating stuff, you know, and it's not gonna come from the old guard anymore. So But it's right. great to see somebody like Jordan Peele gets <laughs> rewarded for his successes. He did started out doing the comedy shows. Yep. Right. Then he does his horror movies and now he's in charge of the Twilight Zone. Right, yeah. on CBS now.
and he's a producer and he's putting out great stuff and his actors and actresses are all getting great roles in movies now too as well mm-hmm. so he's a now a conduit he's now he's now a big name in hollywood that hopefully right. can change around the whole dynamic of that that town i mean there's still going to be the old guard right. they're still going to have a lot of the purse strings and everything like that. right but even some of them are disappearing yeah. Granted that, granted Disney's buying up a lot of those, mm-hmm. but that just means that the bigger companies are getting bigger, and they don't necessarily care what some of these smaller studios are going to end up doing. And the smaller studios are going to do good, better, and better stuff, yeah. and they're going to grow up too. Mm-hmm. You know, we watch as bookstores fall apart all over the country. Right. Even Barnes and Noble has a, was having a hard time and had to sell themselves to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But independent bookstores are now thriving across the entire country yeah. they're thriving on the other side of the, the pond in europe and england and stuff as well i don't want to say big words like you're atlantic you carry uh, <laughs> well traveled yeah you've been around the world oh yeah i've been in vancouver been yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think i've been to alberta uh yeah calgary Edmonton. <laughs> They've got a big mall in Edmonton. I've been to Roswell. Roswell's fun. <laughs> That's a fun town. They embrace alien culture. Oh, yeah that um, that that's pretty cool. The yeah, uh, I think uh, getting uh, more diverse voices, more diverse perspectives. Is there any like uh, female filmmakers or you know or writers that you can think of that uh, that really you know kind of stoke some fires? I, and I'm sorry that I don't know. Right. Unfortunately, you know, right now uh, I'm in the the same boat. However, uh, Catherine Bigelow with Near Dark, that uh, is one of my favorite. Is it the one where the they're vampires from? The, right. It's the cast from Aliens. Basically, it's, they're all vampires. Pretty much. Movie. Yeah. That's yeah. Movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. So so yeah, that's like one of my top two favorite vampire films of all time. One of my favorite Super monsters. Uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon mm-hmm. was designed by a lady. Right. Uh, she was also a top animator for Disney. Oh, okay. And yeah. That's how she got her job. Uh, as soon as that book came out, I, I, that was one of the first new books that we sold here at the shop that wasn't like a oh, local yeah, office. Right. And uh, I was just fascinated by that one. And uh, so that's that's there we go. I got one. Okay. Yeah. I can't tell you her name though. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that's exciting with horror that's going on now really is that Joe Hill stuff. He's doing the DC, uh-huh. doing the whole horror run. And Joe Hill's oh, yeah. How doing is King's that? Son. Um, a, a few into like Heads, which is good. And, you know, and these are these are like, what, I think they're the DC Black, which is uh, adults only or, you know, supposed to be over 16 or whatever. Nice. So they deal with the headier subjects and things like that. So oh, okay. That's Much that's darker. Good. The DC Black Jokers and Harley Quinns are really dark steel killer stories. Oh, They're exploring geez. what the characters are more than yeah. just than they could. You know, there's some nudity. Wow. Yeah. I got to get one of those. <laughs> it's all drawn. Oh, the Bat Dick's in that one. Yeah. 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 Oh, Bat Dick, huh? Yeah. That's where, that's, that was like the first DC Black one I've had. Well, he curved it into a little black, black bat stash. That's nice. <laughs> little bat stash. That's great. Look at that. Look at that. That's cute. Here, fuck off, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> bat nuts. Bat nuts. <laughs> Who wants bat nuts? Oh, stop teabagging me, Batman. <laughs> Shut up, Alfred. That's bad. like this. Huh? That's bat tea bagging. <laughs> bat tea. Sorry. Bat tea bagging? Sorry. <laughs> it's been a 
<laughs> you want some cream with that? <laughs> How about a little sugar? Should you really be here, Brett, for this? I mean, holy shit. We are a bad influence. Is he the money man? I read huh? Is he the money man? He's, yeah, that and our audience. I'm so sorry. I read Batman Damned. <laughs> oh, that's that true. The Black that was Label. Yeah. It was good. I like it. There's a lot of great stuff going on. It's exciting to watch what's going on. You know, and, you, and, that's, you... and that's that lo-fi thing where it's cheap when you can do stuff like how inventive Blair Witch Project was. Mm -hmm. You know, That's like you can do anything now. I mean, those yeah. guys, imagine with their energy as young people when they shot that, mm -hmm. with the technology now with the GoPro camera, things like yeah. that, it would have just been next level shit, man. So right. you know, for me, the stuff, the horror movies I'm into is found footage and that mm. kind of stuff, paranormal activities. Any ones that are kind of like that, I love. The VHS, VHS 2, those were fucking awesome. The terrifying. Oh, yeah, the anthologies. Yeah. 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 Tales of Halloween. That yeah. was a really good one. That was one a good too. one, too. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, the I think the, the ABCs of horror. Yeah, that was great. Some of them yeah. were a little much, you know. Right. But, but that's that Japanese horror stuff or their take on Japanese horror, which is a little yeah. over the top. South Korean horror is fantastic. <laughs> you know, there's, they're doing right. really great psychological stuff. Really great fucking. Uh, uh, they're doing some good monster movies and stuff too. You know. Yeah, the, a, a lot of the uh, like the international. Yeah, the, the South Korea. You know, um, Japan. Yeah, China's uh, got great shit going on with monster movies. Yeah, and then, uh, the like, Parasite just won. Yeah, it, is, it was I, is nominated I, I, for best uh, film for an English film. For uh, what's that? Didn't it win best foreign language film at the Golden Globes? Yeah, but it's but it's nominated also for uh, best feature film for the Oscars. Oh yeah, not not even foreign. Oh really? And it's a foreign film, wow, nice. so it's it's made that much of an impact. So what else did that guy direct? I oh, uh, so he directed the host. Okay, uh, the host. Snow is the, the host is that monster movie, right? Right, right, right. So yeah, he's he's got a background in in horror and creature features. Um, you know, first and foremost. And then you've got, you know, guys, um, Chen Wu Park, and I think I'm butchering yeah, his name. Yeah, I love him. Uh, who did uh, the original Old Boy yeah, and that whole Vengeance uh, trip. I saw the devil, maybe did you that one? I'm not sure. That's one that's I, a big one I've watched a lot. The night yeah, I've seen, and that's incredible. I think that's somebody else, yeah, but I but I right. know what you're talking about. I've seen that one too. That was intense. Yeah. That and was then, intense. but he also did a vampire film uh, after. Uh, uh, Lady Vengeance called Thirst. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I love that stuff. They got great stuff going on over there. Yeah. For like horror art, man, that stuff we got from Columbia, Mike Hans, you know Mike Hans. Mm -hmm. He brought up, we gave him some money to bring up some zines and stuff from there, and he did, brought up some crazy, bizarre underground art stuff. Oh, wow. One about like that's a werewolf. So quick. Yeah, the story, this like kind of picture story about a werewolf, and it's not like, you know, it's like the reality of it, like, you know, the werewolf getting worms because he's eating fucking crappy <laughs> shit. You know, like, where's the werewolf awesome. get clothes to fit? You know, but really dark and, you know, beyond crumb ugly, more mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, or something. yeah, like mm. deeper into that or like whatever that, I'm trying to think of that guy who did the world's ugliest woman drawing. Hmm, I don't know. I don't think it was crumb. No, it's before that. Yeah. Yeah, or, I'm not or, sure. Or the, or the original, you know, garbage pail kids. That's actually where my mind went. <laughs> it, was, it was garbage pail kind of kids. <laughs> Which I love that shit. Though. 
Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was something I was really into. Yeah. I that was, was like, you know, the, you know, how gross can they get? That was the right. whole thing. You know? Right. How far could they and push? And wordplay. Always clever wordplay. I love wordplay. I love wordplay. Did you ever see the film Garbage Pail Kids? No, I was not up to that. Oh, no, I, I sat through it, you know. Yeah. yeah, no, I had to turn on Toxic Avenger. I couldn't, uh, yeah, I wanted to stab my eyes. Yeah, I kind of figured as much as that. Well, um, now that I have a Roku, I can watch some of these things because there's Shudder. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I yeah. subscribed to that for a long yeah. until I watched it all. Yeah, and I turned it off. Yeah, let it catch back up again. A lot of these that I've been talking about are on that. Yeah, sure. some of those streaming services. There's a an online um, channel called uh, the American Horrors Channel. Oh, it's just yeah. AmericanHorrors.com. It's this a, one that's Groovy's on. Correct. Right. Correct. Was, so, is that on Roku? Uh, yeah, it's on Roku. You uh, can yeah. go to the website and just stream shows. There's free stuff. And then, you know, there's stuff that you can rent and it's old, old movies, uh, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s that I've, you know, it's been a long time since I've been aware of them or you would see them as a kid on the, the VHS, you yeah. know, shelves. Yeah. And then some, some, some of the interviews, you know, with uh, um, Hart Fisher, who uh, heads up the, the channel. He used to work for uh, Danzig doing the, oh, yeah. the comic books and stuff. So, so yeah, um, so that's, that's another interesting one of like just obscure things, you know, right there. And then you can watch the main channel. It's just whatever show is on, you know, it's just streaming. You don't yeah, see yeah. that too much unless like you've got cable. The right. ability to binge watch is amazing. I mean, as a kid, I mean, there's talks of having four channels, you know. So when there was the Saturday morning right. monster jam, you know, yeah. it makes sure I was at home on channel two watching the fucking Godzilla movies. They would do the Laurel, or not the Abbott and Costello movies. That's where I got to see my first Vincent Price movies, House nice. of Wax, yeah. uh, the incredible Mr. Fibs, yeah. Fibes, or however you, that one, I remember that blatantly because when I grew up, I was going to church and everything like that, yeah, and Mr. I Fibes would... did all the, uh, the, 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 what they called them, oh, the scourges, no, they were, when Moses broke out of Egypt or whatever. The okay. plagues. The plagues. The plagues. Right. Scourges is pretty good. I like okay. that one too. That's a good word. Yeah. So sounds like something from Annihilus. <laughs> <laughs> the negative zone. Yeah. Um that that's oh, man, that's that's pretty good. I have a feeling we could keep going, but we're actually over time. Oh well, wow. Going quick. Yeah. Yeah, you I mean, you guys are yeah, this is what you do. Each and every day, yeah, we, we should groovy. definitely follow up and do another one of these. Yeah, yeah, anytime, anytime, man. We're yeah, here. yeah. Well, uh, thanks again, Jim, anytime, Matt. Dan, you yeah, appreciate you I'm guys really... coming out. I'm glad we were able to do this with the with the flashlights. Yeah, it, was, it, was <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't this great. This was this great or what? Return the Does anybody know that's from? Do you know what that's from? It's What's from that? Indiana Jones. Time Bandits. From Time Bandits. What? Yes. Which one? What did, what did you say? The movie Time Bandits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So the, what was the line? So Return, return the map. Return the yep, map. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming down the hallway yep. and he's yep. always chasing him. And with that lighting, yeah. I remember <laughs> that. It's very no distinct. What's that? Pay no attention to the man. Pay no attention to the man behind the counter. <laughs> Take off my shoes. <laughs> right there. Right. Oh, yeah, right there. Where's my horse? <laughs>
other terrible things. Are you ready for the test? <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> oh my God, what's in this general direction? You're right, we can go on for another hour. Yeah, we can totally do this. <laughs> ah! John Carpenter's the thing. Ah! <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, guys, thanks, for, for coming out. Thanks for hosting us and, and putting up with our shenanigans, Love especially it. Brad. I mean, he's so uh, unruly. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait to do this more. And, uh, you know, and, and thanks again for wh whoever's watching us out there on Facebook land. Uh, you know, definitely appreciate you. Doesn't look like we get – we got a few people, you know, not, not too many. But uh, – We'll share this around. We'll we'll throw up a, a bunch of links uh, to some of the events and uh, uh, things that uh, we were talking about. And uh, yeah, again, uh, I'm Dan Crozier with uh, Kofo Live and Undead. And uh, you know, uh, please visit us at uh, kofohorror.com and uh, make sure you know if you're a vendor or an artist, sign up for a, a table for our event uh, next September. We'll see you later. Oh, the coffee is done. <laughs> Good one.